0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الف لام ميم ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين صَدَقَ اللَّهُ Most respected all my kiram, brothers and elders. The greatest wealth that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with and that anybody can ever be blessed with is the wealth of iman and in that is the wealth of yaqeen. In one Hadith Sharif, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam states that after Yaqeen, there isn't anything greater than Af and afiyah. Afun, forgiveness, meaning gaining the forgiveness of Allah Ta'ala. And Afiyat, that a person gains Afiyat, safety, protection, he gains the protection of Allah Ta'ala in his deen, in his dunya, gain safety from the calamities of dunya, from any difficulty and calamity coming upon his deen. But in this Hadith Sharif also, the aspect that is mentioned is that the greatest thing is yaqeen. After the wealth of yaqeen, then there is nothing better than having, being blessed with forgiveness and afiyat. But the crucial aspect is yaqeen. Now, we are very familiar with the words of Iman, Islam. We use these words, we understand them to a point. But these are separate words and which have separate meanings. They give separ- separate messages. Iman is used in the Quran Sharif many places, but together with that Iman, so, separately from the Iman is the word of Yaqeen used. In the opening Ayat and verses of Surah Al-Baqarah Allah Ta'ala speaks about that Alif Lam Mim Zalik kitabul la Hudal Lil muttaqin. This Quran Sharif Zalik that is the Kitab la bafi. that there is absolutely no doubt in it. If somebody Doubt something in it, that doubt is in his mind, that doubt is not in the Quran Sharif. Many a times a person doubts something because he has misunderstood it. Or he doesn't know. He is ignorant of the facts. So that doubt is in his mind, in his heart. That doubt is not in what he is doubting. The doubt is not here in this case in the Quran Sharif. So, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَعْرِبَ فِيهُ دَلِّ الْمُتَّقِينَ Then Allah Ta'ala says, أَلَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ That who are these متَّقِين who will gain the hidayat and guidance from the Qur'an Sharif? The first quality Allah Ta'ala mentions about them is, أَلَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ That they have iman in the unseen. So, iman in the unseen... There are many, many things which we have not seen and which we will not see till after that also. In this world, while we are here, we have not seen many things. We did not see Nabi Salaam with our eyes, but we have full iman in him, that he is the last and final messenger of Allah Ta'ala. We did not see the malaika, but we have belief in the malaika. And above everything, we have not seen Allah Ta'ala. But we have Iman in Allah Ta'ala. We have Iman in Jannah, Iman in the reality of Jahannam. Iman on the day of Qiyamat. We believe that this day of judgment is coming. This faith is there in every Mu'min's heart. So Alhamdulillah, this is already Iman. That a person has Iman in Allah Ta'ala, Iman in all the angels, in the books of Allah Ta'ala. The entire iman mufassal that we learn in madrasa. wa بالله wa وكتبه ورسوله yomil Akhir All the aspects of the unseen, the aqaid, and the articles of iman. person has iman in it, alhamdulillah. And by bringing iman on this, then the noor of iman has entered the heart. Noor of iman has entered the heart. And this Noor of Iman is what will eventually take a person to jannah. Allah forbid, if somebody has to end up first in Jahannam also, but this Noor of Iman was protected, this did not get lost on the way. Before death, he didn't lose it. He left this world with the Noor of Iman, and it will finally take him to jannah. But this Noor of Iman, it still is not to that level... That it is not dominated by the zulumat and darknesses of wrong. Sometimes, while this is in the heart, this nur is inside the heart, but the darknesses of sin, the darknesses due to the temptations of nafs and shaitan, engulf the heart. So nur is inside, but this darkness has engulfed it. So it's like a person has got a torch or a light, whatever some... Source of light he has, so it has the light. The light is present in it, but is covered it completely with some cloth or some whatever aspect. So, that despite the fact that that light is there, it's showing him nothing. The light is mo- is present, but it is engulfed all around with darkness. So, as a result, the person cannot see anything. He's in this dark room. The light is not showing him anything. So likewise the nur of Iman is there. But despite the fact that that nur of Iman is there, he is not yet able to conduct himself according to the dictates of that Iman. Why? Because this is so weak and so very very feeble and then the darknesses of The wrongs, the sins, the temptations that he's fallen in, this has engulfed the heart. What are you going to now change this situation? What will change the situation is when this iman becomes strengthened and gets to the level of yaqeen. So this faith in the unseen is there. But it becomes such like it is as if seen. this level of yaqeen comes in the heart and therefore as the ayat then continue alladhina yu'minuna bil wa yuqimuna sala wa then bima unzila unzila min qablik they have iman in all the books that have been revealed before you and obviously they have iman in the quran sharif that this is the last and final message of allah ta'ala and this is what has to be followed but then finally Allah Ta'ala says, وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُوقِنُونَ And they didn't develop this iman to the level of yaqeen in the akhirat. That this day of judgment is certain, like the person, he feels certain about waking up tomorrow morning and going to work. He feels certain about numerous things, whereas those things are not certain. He's certain he's going to go to work tomorrow, but can he be certain? Is there any guarantee he'll wake up tomorrow morning? But he feels quite certain about it. So there are various levels of this Iman. And various levels of this Yaqeen. And this is what we are being encouraged to try and acquire. That to get to this level of Yaqeen. And when a person constantly makes mujahada against these lowly desires. And keeps... Doing that which Allah has commanded, keeps bringing to his heart and mind the reality of akhirat that has been mentioned in the Quran Sharif, in the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Sallam, keeps listening to the reality of these things, keeps talking about it, keeps encouraging towards it, in time this starts settling into the heart, keeps sacrificing for it. One sahabi by the name of Haritha bin Nu'man radiyallahu ta'ala once Nabi sallallahu saw him and he asked him that Kafa asbahta ya Haritha Haritha this morning how did you wake up? How did you start your day? If somebody has to ask us how did you start your day can we think what our answer would be and our answer sometimes may not be what really the case was might camouflage certain things Certain things might be just sidelined. But for ourselves, let us think, how did we start this morning? For instance, the first thing, did we start this morning with the name of Allah Ta'ala? Did we start this morning with fulfilling some sunnats that Nabi Salaam has taught us? For example, that the thing that we have been taught in the hadith is when Nabi Salaam would wake up, the first thing that he would do is, beside the dua, Taking the name of Allah Ta'ala and deciding the dua, Alhamdulillah, alladhi, ahyana, baada ma amatana wa ilahi, nushur, the sunnah. The Beast also would rub his eyes with, the, with his palms, and this was to yamsahu anhu naum to remove the effects of the sleep. But now, this is Talim for the Ummah. The Beast also was beyond these things that he would need to physically remove the effects of the sleep but he did this for the Talib of the ummat so now for example the sunnat then the beast would recite some ayat of the quran sharif as he would wake up for tahajjud Inna all the ayat all the ayat the last ayat of Surah Al-Imran, till the end of that Surah. Allah Ta'ala mentions about that in the heavens and in the earth, the creation of these things are signs, signs for people of intelligence. And the people of intelligence, those who remember Allah Ta'ala, standing, sitting, lying down, declining, in all conditions they are remembering Allah wa Ta'ala, all these various ayat are mentioned there. So some sunnahs of Rasulullah, did we commence our day in that manner? And then extremely important obviously, did we commence our day with Fajr Salah? Did we commence our day with the Amal of Deen? Many a person commences his day with the morning news. Many a person commences his day with something else. So now, Nabi Islam asked the Haritha ya Haritha. How did you start your day today? So his reply, a person replies and especially when something has just been put to him out of the blue. It wasn't something that he had a chance to think about, something to now ponder deeply, okay what answer will I give and plan and think about it. It's just off the cuff. So he will then say what really is in his heart. Whatever is really close to himself, that is what he will say. Nabi Islam asked this question as Harisa's reply was Asbahtu mu'minan haqqa. I commence this day in a condition that I have the reality of iman. Now, This is a very very big claim. But at the same time is a, what it tells us about him is that his greatest concern all the time was his iman. More than anything else, his mind was always occupied with the aspect of his iman. Is my iman safe? Is it increasing? Has anything decreased his iman? Is his iman protected? What I have what just done, has it harmed my iman or has it improved it? Has it enhanced it or has it now brought some deficiency in it, in the quality of the iman? Alhamdulillah, the faith is there, but the noor of this iman... Has the nur of this Iman been affected by what I just spoke? Has the nur of this Iman increased with it or decreased with it? Has the nur of this Iman been affected by what I just deliberately thought? The thoughts that I gave place to in my mind and what I was deliberately entertaining. One is the thought that came without any intention, the the stray thoughts, the vasvasas of shaitan. Then a person is not responsible for that. Provided he doesn't entertain it thereafter. It came and he let it go. He turned his mind positively to something else. He didn't entertain those waswasas and those whisperings of shaitan. That he's not responsible for that. He's not answerable for it. Allah ta'ala won't take him to task for that. But what he started cooking up ideas in his mind, giving place to all kinds of evil thoughts. So now, this thought that has been in my mind and heart has it affected my Iman? If it was a good thought, then okay, it has helped to enhance the Iman. But otherwise, it's obvious what will be the effects. So, a person whose mind and heart is constantly engaged in his Iman, then he will think in that direction. Hazrat Umar, once there was a tremor in Madina Munawwara in his time. So when this tremor happened now tremors happen tremor yeah, tremors not long ago here also. So one is a person experiences a tremor. What does he think about at that time? What does he do at that time? Oh he didn't experience it, he heard it later. Where does his mind go to first? So now we know where our mind goes. For all the theories, whatever else. Umar, as soon as this tremor took place, he addressed those who were around there that, what have you done? So quickly you have started changing. And then he said, if this happens again, I will leave. I'm not going to be around you people. What is, what is he saying? What is he meaning? What he is saying is that this tremor has happened because somebody has got involved in something. And alhamdulillah, I am free from whatever had happened. So if this tremor happens again, I am not going to take any chances of staying here. I am going away from here. His mind immediately went that this is part of that unseen system of Allah Ta'ala. Tremors, earthquakes and all these natural, what we call natural disasters. These come by the command of Allah Ta'ala and they come when there are certain sins that are being perpetrated. When some sins become rife, when zina becomes rife, when various other sins become rife, then, especially in the case of earthquakes, when zina becomes rife, then the earth also starts violently shaking
1: that I've had enough now.
0: Now it's time to now clean out these people. So that Umar, whose heart was occupied with this all the time, that what is going on, is it getting somebody closer to Allah Ta'ala, or is something happening that is bringing the wrath of Allah Ta'ala, as soon as that tremor took place, this is where his heart went to. If a person, his heart is occupied in his dunya all the time, then no matter what happens around him, the first thought it will trigger in his mind is his dunya. So in any case, the Sahabi, Hazrat Anhu he replies and says, that I have started this day, commenced this day in a condition that Alhamdulillah, Asbahtu mu'minan حَقَّا I have iman, not just iman. Iman, alhamdulillah, every mu'min has. But the reality of iman. So Nabi Islam asked him then that, لكل قول حقيقى. Every claim, there is a reality of the claim. You must be able to substantiate it. It mustn't just be empty words. Empty words, anybody can say. But there must be some substance to what you are saying. So what's the proof of what you are saying? How will you substantiate what you are saying? That you are claiming to have the reality of Iman. What's the proof of this? So he replies and says that I commence this day in such a manner that Azaftu nafsi anid dunya that, number one, I have separated myself from the dunya. Now, separated myself from the dunya, one is, that a person says, I have left it. But a person leaves it and is still looking at it. Here this word, the Arabic word, Azaftu, what it actually conveys is, that where a person despising something leaves it. Now this leaving is, leaving what is called dunya and what is dunya dunya is whatever becomes an obstacle in getting closer to Allah whatever makes a person neglectful of Allah whatever makes a person neglectful of akhirat that is dunya and if something takes him closer to Allah it might be wealth if that wealth is taking him closer to Allah that in the terminology of the Quran is not dunya So anything that becomes a barrier, that is dunya. So he says, I have separated myself from this dunya. Rabbi. It's as if I can see the arsh of my Rabb. And he's giving the reason why he said, I have the reality of Iman, alhamdulillah. And this was something that Nabi Islam asked him. When he was asked, so he gave whatever was in his heart. Whatever was it, if it was something that needed some kind of rectification, then he would say that. If it was something that it was something that he felt he needed to express it because this was out of gratitude that this came through the barakat of Rasulullah, so he expressed it. Alhamdulillah. Allah See as if I can see the arch of my Rabb, And as if I can see the people of Jannad enjoying the bounties of jannat As if I can see it. There are various levels of Yaqeen. One is what is termed as Ilmul Yaqeen. Ilmul Yaqeen where a person knows something and he totally believes it. He has no doubt about it. We have Ilmul Yaqeen knowledge of on the level of Yaqeen regarding Jannat, regarding Jahannam, regarding Akhirat, regarding all the things that we have been told. We have the Yaqeen of it. Ilmul Yaqeen. But then there's a level of ayn a person sees it with his eyes. Now he has no need for anybody to, to give any proof that this is correct. He's seeing it. He doesn't need any proof. And then hakul yakin, where he's actually experiencing it. A person says, "I've got excellent honey." So now he has complete. Conviction in this person's word because he knows this person doesn't lie. So, mashallah, he says he's got excellent honey. So understood, accepted. 100% sure he's got it. Then he takes it out of his pocket and he shows somebody, does it. So he had conviction already but by seeing it with his eyes it's obvious that that conviction has increased. And Then he takes that honey and gives him a spoon to have also and he now tastes it also. So now that's another level altogether. So likewise, the Sahaba Ikram, with the barakat of the companionship of Rasulullah صلى in dunya they already had possessed this Aynul yakin. It was as if they had seen it. This is the statement of some great personality. Some attribute it as Ali radiallahu ta'ala, an, but others say it's not his statement that لو kushifal ghita mazdatu yakina. That if supposing the unseen becomes seen, Allah Ta'ala removes this veil, my conviction won't increase one but because it is like I already saw it. It's not something new now. What is something new now he'll see okay he'll now it's like I already saw it. So this is what is the islam is saying. That it is as if I am seeing the people of Jannad. They are enjoying the ni'amas of Jannad. And this, as if I can see the people of Jahannam. They are shrieking and shouting in pain in Jahannam. So now he can, as if he can see it, so now what happened? Now this is the aspect of that Yaqeen. Now because this has come to that level of Iman, that Iman has become Yaqeen. Yaqeen and Iman, the relationship, is like the soul and the body. Yaqeen is the soul in the body of Iman. And to the extent that this soul is healthy and well, this body of Iman now will now move. And Iman is in the heart. And the heart is king. And that Iman in the heart, that is the ruh and the soul of Amal. Oh no. To the extent that there will be this soul in the heart, then the Amal will be in this, in this physical self. But that Iman also, the ruh of that Iman is Yaqeen. So he says, now because all this is like a reality for me, I am seeing it. It's like I have seen it. The end result of that is that because of that I have kept my nights awake. I have kept my nights awake, what? In ibadat. Otherwise it's very difficult to keep the night awake. Forget keeping the night awake. It's very difficult to wake up a fajr also. If that yaqeen is not to that level that it should be, let alone wake up for tahajjud, which is not farz, it's nafil, but a very great nafil. That is something which will be a very distant thing, even the farz salah will become a very difficult thing. The issue is, the weakness of that yaqeen. Whereas if the yaqeen was perfect, or strong enough, then that yaqeen will wake the person before the alarm. That yaqeen will wake the person like a person, there is some extremely important work that he has to wake up for the next morning. He has to appear in court or whatever it is. Because he has to appear in court, to start off with his sleep won't come properly. And if he sleeps also, his eyes will wake open almost automatically before time. Likewise, when he sleeps with the conviction that I have to appear in the court of Allah Ta'ala. then that itself will open his eyes. That itself will make him come out of that bed. Just as the court of that land and the court of that non-believing judge that woke him up, greater than that will be the presence in the court of Allah Ta'ala will wake him up. So this yaqeen, he says, because of this I have kept my nights awake. And because of this, I have kept my days thirsty. وَأَزْمَعْتُ nahari. Kept my days thirsty, meaning I am fasting during the days. I am keeping an ibadat in the night, because this akhirat is in front of me. And when the akhirat is in front of me now, this becomes something that drives me, that I need to get more of this. Like a person can see what his business is giving, what his job is giving, what his profession is giving. So now he doesn't need any kind of encouragement to now do more. In fact, he has to be now told, do less. That now, you need to give your family time also, and you need to give time to, more than that, you need to give time to your deen. So he needs to be now told, cut down. He says, no, but a little bit more. So what is making him make a little bit more effort? What drives him? That yaqeen of dunya. That yaqeen of dunya drives him to sometimes, even Allah forbid, then neglect his deen, Neglect his deen, neglect his family also. That there is no time for anybody. And he is 24-7 on call for dunya. And then when he is asked, but why are you doing all this? He says, not for the family. He says, but the family is complaining, you are doing this so much, they got no time. It's like you don't exist in their lives. He says, no, but I'm making it for the family. Says, they are saying, no, don't do it. You rather spend some time with us. So that is the chakar shaitan puts a person in. Like that one saying that a person he spends his his health and his time in search of wealth. Then he carries on hordes and gains, whatever. And now when finally the wealth came then there is no health left. So now he spends all the wealth to try and find the health back. So the thing is that what is driving the person this yaqeen. Haritha is saying the same thing that because of this yaqeen because all these things are now reality for me I've kept my nights awake and I've kept my days thirsty. When he explains all this Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says to him Arafta falzam You have truly gained the ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala look after it, keep it. In one riwayat, Nabi s.a.w. said to him that you are somebody who qalbak. Allah ta'ala has enlightened your heart. That this is the true enlightenment of the heart. That now these aspects have become reality for you, which are reality. But you are now no more affected by the things of dunya and have any kind of doubt in these things. These are reality for you. It's to the point where it's driving you towards akhirat driving you to achieve, achieve this Jannat. So the whole issue comes down towards this Yaqeen. And the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala repeatedly teaches us the lesson of Yaqeen, to develop this Yaqeen. Throughout the Qur'an Sharif, so many incidents are mentioned to teach his Yaqeen. The incidents of Bani Israel to teach his Yaqeen. How Allah Ta'ala turned everything? Who did? Allah Ta'ala did. Fir'aun slaughtering child upon child. And the child he is looking for, due to whom he is slaughtering thousands of children. Allah Ta'ala brings that child and puts it in his hands. There is it now, do what you want to do. But he can't do anything. What is being taught? That is not what a person, what his might is, what his power is, what his wealth is, what his authority is. All these things don't mean anything if the will of Allah Ta'ala is not with it. That this should happen. So that child for whom he was slaughtering thousands of children, Allah Ta'ala puts that child in one little box and makes that child get delivered into his hands. This is, you're looking for this child. And when this child was brought and Fir'aun saw the child, it crossed his mind also that this is the child. But yet Allah Ta'ala's nizam came into play. Allah Ta'ala's unseen system that this love for this child, Allah Ta'ala caused it to come deep down in the heart of the wife of Fir'aun. And she said, no, Kurratu aini walak, la oh, no, this, is, this child will be a coolness of our eyes. Don't kill this child. He'll benefit us. As a result of his wife, now he had to keep quiet. From that time he's carrying on. <laughs> <coughs> So despite all his might and all his power and everything, he too kept quiet. So on top of that might, you know who's on top? <laughs> so the thing is that this too is teaching us this yaqeen. Come all the way throughout the Qur'an Sharif, Suratul Al-Feel towards the end, again Allah ta'ala is teaching us this yaqeen. rabbuka <laughs> bi This mighty army of elephants. And there's no way that any the the resources of that time even if it was available that they could have withstood this army of elephants and to display this might of Allah Ta'ala above everything Allah Ta'ala sends this little birds and in their beaks little pebbles otherwise Allah Ta'ala's qudrat also Allah Ta'ala could have caused big big rocks to fly off the mountains because huge elephants here Allah Ta'ala shows that, no, it doesn't happen like that. Allah Ta'ala is not in need of all these things. So just to display the qudrat of Allah Ta'ala, this happened otherwise Allah Ta'ala could have caused the earth to just swallow the elephants too. But to show insan, look, a small bird with a little pebble, such a pebble that normally if you take that pebble and throw it on a fly also, the fly might not die. But, this pebble would fall from that height and it will hit this person riding that elephant, go through his head, pass through his body, and kill that elephant under him also. What is the missile of today, and what are all these sophisticated weaponry of today? We are being taught this yaqeen that Allah Ta'ala does with His qudrat. Now when this yaqeen comes in the heart of a person, that Allah Ta'ala is the supreme power. There is no supreme power but Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is the provider. Allah Ta'ala is razzaq. Allah Ta'ala is the controller. Now would he then displease Allah Ta'ala in order to gain another few cents? No, I need to do this in order to fill my pocket up. And that yaqeen is that Allah Ta'ala is the provider. Then why will he look towards haram? (coughs) When he is trying to bring solace and comfort to his heart, he is trying to find some comfort to the heart, so he has got yaqeen in allah ta'ala he knows that this solace can only come from allah ta'ala and can only come in pleasing allah ta'ala so now he can it's not possible for him to go towards haram to comfort himself because he knows that that comfort can never come from haram that is just a deception of shaitan like that sweet poison sugar coated poison that this will taste very nice he can see through that sugar coated poison that behind this what it is He will never go towards haram to bring any kind of comfort. He knows it cannot come from there. It will only bring further misery. It will bring further complete desperation and frustration. And then Allah forbid a person then is contemplating taking his life. But the person who's got this yaqeen, he knows if I want this comfort of my heart, Allah bithikrillahi tatumainu al-quloob. That with the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala so the hearts get peace. So this yaqeen is the driving thing. And this developing of this yaqeen happens when a person keeps acting upon the commands of Allah Ta'ala with that in mind that yes, what Allah Ta'ala has said is 100%. He keeps making mujada against the nafs that this is what Allah Ta'ala has warned about this is going to cause great problems for me in dunya and akhirat. He keeps doing it. Repeatedly doing it. Each time this increases this nur of iman. And in time this becomes yaqeen. In time then this becomes a spontaneous reaction. That he goes towards goodness. And he refrains from things that will displease Allah. Like the insan of Haritha. It is like he can see what's going on. Like he can see it. In dunya we won't see it. But like he can see it. So to read about the lives of the Ambiari Musalat to listen about it, what, how they conducted themselves in the various situations of life, the sahaba Ikram, the Awliya of the Ummad, and to ponder over all these Ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, these Ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and to make Dua for this Yaqeen. As this Yaqeen grows, it gets easier for a person to undertake whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded, to stay away from all the things Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, it becomes easy for him to have complete faith in Allah Ta'ala. Then something came, Alhamdulillah, it didn't come, then too he is not very perturbed about it. It's little human nature in moments that is gone. It's a little sorrow sometimes he feels over something. He's human, he's insan, in a short while all that is gone too. Because his gaze is towards Allah Ta'ala. That is the effect of Yaqeen. He is also affected by the conditions of dunya, but the balm over those conditions is Yaqeen. So Allah Ta'ala bless us with this. This is something that we need to ponder over, make an effort for, make dua for. And inshallah, with the grace of Allah Ta'ala, this will settle in our hearts. Once this comes, then the road is open for us. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillahi